Amen again. Oh, you got to say it like you mean it. Is it well with your soul? I want you to know that just the fact that God chose you to wake up this morning and allow you to be in your right mind, that it ought to be well with your soul. Can somebody testify that today you had a meal today? You were able to put your hand to your mouth. Anybody grateful that the Lord saw fit that you put your own clothes on your back? I'm looking for a worshiper in here that maybe didn't give God praise yesterday, forgot to give God praise early this morning, but on this evening, you want to let the Lord know, hold on, let me fix that. You want to let the enemy know that I serve a risen Savior and he's in this place today. Is there a worshiper in God's house today that you might have had an attitude this morning, but your attitude is going to turn to gratitude this evening because God's saw fit to give you the energy, the right mind, the eyes to see, the lips to sing, the hands to wave. Is there a worshiper in here that wants to raise a praise today and give God his due praise today? Come on, DOC. Give God the praise he deserves in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I am tickled today and peacock proud for the opportunity to preach the word of God to you in this hope revival. I want to praise God for the psalmist today. Amen, somebody who's been leading us in worship. We bless the Lord for the psalmist today. We anoint him afresh today. We praise God for his ability and all of the anointing on his life. Thank you, Jesus. And how dare we celebrate the psalmist and not celebrate the man that's tickling the ivory. Come on, and somebody ought to say amen. Just put your hands in that direction and say, bless the Lord for you. Bless the Lord, bless the Lord, tickling the ivory and moving his feet. We praise the Lord today. And I have to acknowledge and celebrate your pastor, my friend, the good doctor, bishop and reverend. Come on, somebody. We bless the Lord today for Pastor Newton and his ministry. He is indeed truly a man of God, and we praise God for all that he does, seen and unseen, known and unknown. And what that means is when you're sleeping, he's praying. And when you're walking, he's thinking about you. And we praise God for his ministry, and we have to declare giving God thanks as well for his wife the first lady of this church. Can we put our hands together for her? Amen. I love your energy right here, my brother. Bless the Lord for you today. We want to welcome those that may be online in a virtual space in the cyber sanctuary. We want you to know that you have tuned in to the right place today because the Lord has a word for us on this evening. And so I want to invite everybody, if you have your Bibles, or if you are team Android or team iPhone, use what you got. Bless the Lord. And turn with me today to the book of John. Uh, John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. That's going to be our sermonic spotlight on this evening. John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. And if you don't mind entertaining the preacher today, I want to invite you just to rest on your feet in honor of God's word today. Do you mind just standing on your feet as we celebrate God's word? Those that are watching online, we want you also to be invited to stand on your feet. Because I've learned in life that wherever you stand is holy ground. 
John chapter 5, verses 1 through 9. This is what the Word of God says to the people of God here at this Hope Revival. After this, there was a feast of the Jews. And Jesus went up to Jerusalem. And now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which is called in Hebrew, Bethesda, having five porches. In these lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, and paralyzed, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and stirred up the water. And then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well of whatever diseases he had. Now a certain man was there who had an infirmity for 38 years. When Jesus saw him lying there and knew that he already had been in that condition a long time, he said to him, do you want to be made well? The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred up. But while I am coming, another steps down before me. My, my, my. Jesus said to him, rise, take up your bed and walk. Verse 9, our final verse for our sermonic spotlight on tonight. And immediately, somebody say immediately. Immediately, the man was made well, took up his bed and walked. Have mercy. Today, on this evening, in this hope revival, I want to speak to you with the subject in mind, don't let blind people proofread your divine plans. Don't let blind people proofread your divine plans. Let us pray. Father God, have thine own way. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated even now in the presence of the Lord. Beloved, my brothers and sisters in Christ, my fellow Christians and journeymen in this world, we often lend ourselves to other people's opinion. We lend ourselves to other people's suggestion. We lend ourselves to individuals' judgment from time to time. But the reality is, is that it does us no good. We allow many people too much power in our peace. We allow people too much power in our hope. And we allow people too much power in our daily operations. Hope is a powerful term that God wants us to have, especially every day of our lives. We're not to be absorbed by people's opinions, people's expectations, people's demands on our lives. We are to consider this evening that men and women, boys and girls, are flawed. That means they're thinking, they're processing. The way they do what they do when they be doing whatever they're doing is flawed. They are human. But there is somebody, and his name is God, who is divine and always finds a way to make sure we understand that he's not just holy filled, but he's astute and adroit and victorious in his nature. After Jesus' ministry in Samaria, 
The Bible tells us that we know in the Synoptic Gospels that he spent a considerable amount of time ministering in Galilee. And through John, we understand as he records the healing of the royal official's son. And now John takes us back to Jerusalem to this remarkable healing at the pool of Bethesda. It is here, brothers and sisters of DOZ, that many are sick and lame. They can't walk. They are ill and broken and disconnected and disdained and defeated and their illnesses have put them in a place where they're struggling and they have lack of hope. I know we're at a hope revival today, but they have lack of hope. They are at the pool of Bethesda, which was by the sheep gate, which is of importance for it was, don't miss this, the gate that the lamb or the sheep would enter to be sacrificed. Bethesda was a double pool gathered by four porch, five porches and two on either side and then there was one in the middle. It is here that the pool of Bethesda which is translated as the house of mercy or the house of grace. But as you look at these men who are just sitting there with the sickness and the ailments of life it doesn't seem that they have any grace or any mercy that has been given to them. Isn't that interesting? That they are there hoping to feel something. They're there hoping to experience something. They're there begging to be transformed by something. It almost looks like some of us in here today. For the Bible says that they're at this place hoping for something to happen. But the truth is they don't feel like nothing's going on. And last time I checked, there's times where some of us might be in church online and you're here at worship, but you don't feel anything. You're looking for God to move. You're asking for the spirit to do something, but you're not feeling anything. But I've come by here today to tell somebody that wherever God is there is his power there is his anointing the question isn't whether or not he's here the question is are you really here mm. the Bible tells us that they're there notice if you will that the word says Jesus sees all these people who are at the pool but Jesus decides DOZ to go to this particular man they're all there but Jesus goes to this one individual Jesus watch this is passing by the crippled stepping over the blind and walking by the lame just to get to this man and the tension in the text tonight don't miss this thing the perplexity in the passage is what makes this man so different than those who's being stepped over and walked by and pushed through by Jesus just to get to this man I mean everybody's sick in there everybody got issues but the Bible says Jesus sees the man sees the other people but walks by them hey pushes through them just to get to this man you know the bible doesn't tell us that this man is a deacon <laughs> the bible doesn't declare that he's a preacher <laughs> the bible does not say that he's the first elder all the bible says is he's a certain man Whoo! i feel like preaching now 
You know, what we got to realize is the reason why there's no name associated to him. There's no power given to him through some kind of authority. He's just a certain man. You see, if his name was Marvin Clark, then you would say, well, he comes from the lineage of the Clarks. And so maybe that's why Jesus went to him. But the Bible says he got no name. That means it could be you, it could be me. That means it doesn't matter who you are. Your status doesn't bring Jesus to you. It's his love. Hey, some right now are in this room right now. You're online right now and you're looking for hope. You're wondering where hope is. Let me download into your spirit. Hope is here. COVID, yes, hope is still here. People dying, hope is still here sickness hope is still here if you're wondering if hope is here you need to look in the mirror because you're still here a certain man was there who had infirmity for 38 years now in plain sight when you look at this text psalmist you'll realize that that's really not that deep 38 years he's had this issue and that doesn't mean anything to me and so i found out that i got to do some deep sea studying to find out what is the value why is the tension in the text that jesus goes by everybody just to this man you know what i found out let me hear you say tell us preacher the bible does not declare it in the text but in some studying, I found out, chaplain, that the reason why Jesus goes to this man is, is because back in this time, it was known that everybody lived not all the way to 38, but they would die if they had an illness all the way to 35, 34, 36. They would die. But this man was living all the way to 38. In other words, he lived past the time he was supposed to live with his issue. And so that means, don't miss this thing, that means for 38 years, all of his life, from the moment he came out of his mama's womb, he's had this predicament. Come on, let's talk right now real quick. Because right now in this room, you may have some issues for five years and you tripping. You had some issues for five weeks and you about to lose your religion. You had some issues for seven years and you don't know what to do. Can I bring you to this certain man? 38 years. And he was still by the pool of Bethesda. 38 years he didn't give up. He didn't roll over. He didn't call it quits. He didn't throw in the towel. I don't care that he's in the wrong place. He's still there. And the Bible says, watch this. Jesus sees him, notices that he's been there for 38 years, and Jesus says, let me pass by the others and minister to him. <sighs> Now, the reason why that's powerful to me, Pastor, is because I need somebody to know in here that sometimes in life, you wonder whether or not Jesus sees you and sees your pain. Can I remind you today real quick that when God sees you, he doesn't just see you, but he sees all of you, all years, all months, all weeks, all issues. I don't care where you're from. You could be from the island of Jamaica. You can be from where Haitian. I don't care where you are. At the end of the day, God sees all of you all of your challenges all of your troubles all of your situations and when God sees you he knows when to show up and change your situation what are you saying pastor 
What I'm saying is, this man didn't know that Jesus was on his way. He was just showing up, trying to do what he does, trying to be who he be. And at the end of the day, he found out that Jesus was showing up. Now, some of y'all ain't feeling that thing, so I'm going to put it where you can grab it. Because some of you in here today, you've been at DOZ for a long time. And you just keep showing up. You keep sitting in the pews. You keep standing with the hymns. You keep singing blessed assurance. Jesus is mine and you're asking God where are you well here's a news flash keep showing up you have no idea that you gotta keep praying why do I go on my knees because you don't know that your situation can change in the twinkling of an eye oh come on I know I'm not by myself in here Anybody just had a flashback that the bills were due on a Monday, but God showed up on a Tuesday. Anybody have a flashback? You couldn't make it in school. Your money was funny and your change was strange, but God showed up. The doctor said, cancer's going to take you, but God showed up. I'm here to say, be faithful and just show up. Let God do the rest. Anybody feeling that hope thing? Anybody feeling that hope thing? If you're feeling it like I'm feeling it, let me just see you wave your hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's telling the spirit, Lord, speak to me. Because right now, I'm wondering what move to make. What's my next step? And I feel defeated. But the Bible says, just show up. The word declares, the word declares, brothers, the word declares, sisters, keep fighting, keep praying. That's right, sister. Keep believing. And if you keep doing what you're supposed to do, God will show up. Now, what I love about this text is that the Bible says that this man is paralyzed, which means he can't move. And the Bible says that he's struggling to get where he goes. But notice, somehow he got to the pool of Bethesda. But the sweet part of it is, don't miss this thing, is that he can't get up to get in the pool, but he also can't get up to go to church. And what I love about this thing right here is, is that Jesus is telling me, and I'm telling you, please don't miss this thing, is that Jesus notices that sometimes when you are stuck on stupid, did I say that? I sure enough did. When you are struggling in your mess, when you're diluted by your drama, where you're entertaining people instead of the Holy Spirit, the Bible says when you can't get to Jesus, Jesus will come to you. I'm in the text. I'm in the text. The Bible says he shows up at the pool of Bethesda. This man didn't have to get up. Anybody grateful in here that when you were struggling in the pandemic and you, get, you couldn't get to DOZ, that the spirit still came to you and woke you up and gave you a shout and gave you biblical scriptures to look at and call him the Elohim and El Shaddai of your life. Jesus will show up when you can't show up to him. Sweet Jesus. Watch this. I got to keep it real today because when I was looking at this text, I asked myself some questions. Because there were some things in the text that troubled the preacher. 
And we're here to talk about hope. And so I'm noticing in the text right now that there's some individuals who don't really have any hope. And the reason why they don't have any hope is because according to the text, Jesus saw fit to step over them and go to the certain man. <laughs> and I don't know about you today, but I got to keep it real because sometimes preachers like to make it seem like everything's all right. That we can just celebrate the brother and leave everybody else's drama alone. No, 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 no. I'm here to ask the question. And the difficult question is why did you forget me, Jesus? I got issues too. Why did you step over me, Jesus? I know you wanted a certain man, but I'm a man too. Hello. Anybody ever feel, come on now, let's keep it real in God's house. Anybody ever feel that God sometimes has stepped over you? Okay, okay, I know you want to be Holy Ghost filled, water baptized, so you don't want to keep it real in God's house. But if you're online today and you want to keep it real, put it in the chat. You're talking to me, preacher. Watch this. I got to confess that when I was at Oakwood University, Oakwood College at the time, and I finished my schooling, I had some difficult, difficult professors. God bless them. I remember I was struggling in Greek and Hebrew. Elef Beth Dibel, Kakos Paneros. Bless the Lord, I'm over that now. And I remember in my struggle, I remember when I finished, I asked the Lord, what are you going to do for me? Because you called me to this ministry thing, and I'm expecting you to do your thing. But I realized when I was asking everybody, how are you doing with your calls? Some people told me they got a call to this conference, that conference. They're going to be at this church, that church. But this preacher didn't get a call. Anybody ever feel stepped over? <laughs> and so I asked the Lord, didn't you call me to this ministry thing? <laughs> I wanted to do business, but you said be a minister. Why are you not giving me a job? You know my money is funny and my change is strange. Why are you not taking care of my situation, Lord? Don't you feel that I'm good enough to preach the word? Why is it that my boys got churches? But I didn't get churches. All right, y'all going to have brand new in here. Why is it that other people's kids are coming back to church, but my kids are not coming back to church? Why is it that I got this disease and other people don't got this disease? Pastor, I don't smoke or drink, but I got cancer. Why is it, Lord, that I got ailments in my knee and arthritis in my back and I don't? Why, Lord? You healed sister so-and-so. You helped out brother so-and-so. But what about me? I need hope too. And when I looked a little closer at that text and I started leaning into the passage, the spirit said to me, Marvin, you got it all wrong. And I said, preach spirit. And he said, I'm about to. He said, the issue is, watch this, that some people don't realize that if God is in your neighborhood, sometimes you got to learn to celebrate someone else. That was for me, maybe not for you. You see, the problem with some of us is that we don't know how to celebrate somebody else. Somebody else get healing. Somebody else get a brand new car. Somebody else find a boo or a bay. We don't know how to celebrate them. But we want to hate on people. We want to gossip about people. But I've learned in my life, listen to me, that if God is going to bless my neighbor, that means he's in my neighborhood. If God's going to bless somebody in DOZ in the third pew, just know he might make it to the ninth pew. If somebody's going to be blessed in my church, that means I might be next. So I need to learn to cheerlead somebody else as they get blessed. All right, here it is. 
You know the reason why some of us don't get blessings that we expect? It's because we don't know how to celebrate somebody else. We don't know how to be grateful for someone else's hope. You sat in the same pews, but you decided not to say amen. But the person next to you is shouting hallelujah, and now you mad at their hallelujah in a hope revival. We got to learn to celebrate other people's blessings. Text says, as we wind this thing down, the text tells us, don't miss this thing because it only gets sweeter, I promise you. The text tells us, beloved, that now Jesus is bringing some healing his way. And the Bible says, in verse 8, Jesus said to him, Rise, take up your bed, and walk. <laughs> if I had time. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. Rise, take up your bed, and walk. He didn't have to get to the pool. All he had to do is meet a man named Jesus. The Bible says that as Jesus approaches him, and brings healing on his body, don't miss this thing please, is that Jesus sees it necessary to tell him certain instructions. Because the situation is, is that other people are watching this man with his issue. All right, all right, listen, listen. We're gonna pretend we're at bowling and I'm gonna bowl that thing right back up your alley. Watch this, watch this. The word is, there's always someone watching you with your issue. Okay, okay. You always have an audience. You just don't know it. Your kids are watching you. Your grandchildren are watching you. Your neighbor is watching you. Your boss at the job who you don't like is watching you. And if you say you're a Christian, where's the proof in the pudding? Watch this. Jesus tells this man, here's the instructions. Pick up your bed and walk. I can't let it go, chaplain. Pick up your bed and walk. Here it is. Here is Jesus telling him to pick up the thing that was carrying him. Okay, okay, okay. I'm, I'm going to fix it for you. Some of us are controlled by something. But when you meet Jesus and he changes you, he allows you to pick up what was controlling you and carry it as a symbol to show others what no longer has control over you. So let me tell somebody in this room real quick. Somebody in the virtual space right now. You've been allowing something to control you for many years of your life many months of your life i don't know if it's your anger i don't know if it's your pain i don't know if it's your addiction but whatever it is i am telling you today under the authority of the holy ghost pick up your issue and walk 
Don't allow it to control you. Don't allow it to defeat you. Don't allow it to tsunami you. The Bible says that somebody died for you on a cross on a hill called Calvary. His name is Emmanuel, God with us. The Bible tells us in the synoptic gospels, nails went in his hands for the things we shouldn't have touched. A crown of thorns on his head for the thoughts we shouldn't have thought. Nails went in his feet for the places we shouldn't have gone. Jesus paid it all. All to him we owe. We don't need to entertain our drama. We got to learn to call on him. Call on him. Call his name. The lily of your valley. The bright and morning star. The way maker. The wheel in the middle of the wheel. The I am that I am Jehovah Jireh Jehovah Nisi don't you know his name he's the rock of ages if he's good to you if he's healed you if he's blessed you if he's given you hope let me hear you say hallelujah this evening this evening this ain't just a Wednesday this is a wonder of a Wednesday. And it's a wonder of a Wednesday because God is calling you to pick up your issue and walk. He's given us hope today. He's injecting it into our spirits. We don't leave here. We don't turn off the camera the same way we enter this virtual space or this worship place. So today, let's make a choice. Today, let's make a decision. I don't care how long you've been in the church. Today, you're asking God for a new spirit of hope. You've been all right, but all right ain't good enough. You've been blessed, but staying blessed in the same context when you were blessed 16 years ago, 25 years ago, ain't the same blessing. Today, we're asking, expecting a revelation of new hope. If that's your desire today, if you feel the spirit in this place, I want you to be bold enough to stand on your feet. You're standing in here because you know God has been good to you. You're standing in here because you got a new injection of hope. You're standing in here because you came to church one way, but you're leaving another way. You've come here today, but you know you should have brought someone else. Right now, you're having a flash in your mind. Who needs this word today? There is a lot of struggles in this world. We got a lot of issues in this world, but the one thing that will let us keep on ticking, keep on praising, keep on shouting, keep on praying, is to know we still have hope in Jesus Christ. So today, if you're watching online and you need to make a commitment today, you maybe need to give your life over to Jesus Christ. You maybe need to have Bible study. Whatever it is, I need you to put in the chat I need you to put in the chat or I need you to, to take this phone number down. Can I get this phone number? Can I get this phone number? I want you to get this number because I need you to get this blessing. I need you to turn around some things in your life. Bless the Lord. Here it is. 561-468-3873. I'm going to say it one more time. 561-468-3873. This is a private number. And it's going to whoever needs it. And I want you to know today, 
that you will be restored in the name of Jesus if you're so willing to say, Lord, here I am. Here I am. Cleanse me. Change me. Heal me. I'm talking to you right now in the virtual space. Give your life back to the one who gave you life. Now for those who are here today, I know you came here expecting just a worship service. But I'm here to tell you that your addictions, your rejections, your troubles, your trials, your pain, your agony, free today. Shackles are broken today. And if that's your desire today, I need you to be bold. I need you to be bold. Maybe you have not been baptized before or maybe you have been. But you know you need to make a decision today. Stop waiting uh, for Sabbath or Friday. You feel the Spirit on you right now and you want to be free in the name of Jesus. If that's your desire today, I want you to be bold and beautiful. And I want you to raise your hand and say, Pastor, I need to be baptized. I need to give my life over to Jesus. I need to let go and let God control all of me. If that's your story, if that's your testimony, if that's your desire, just raise your hand wherever you are. We're praying for you. We're praying for you. Every head, is, every head is bowed. Every eye is closed. Father God, you see us standing. You see us, Lord, what we're going through. You see our troubles and our trials. You see all of our stories, Lord. The pain, the agony. And Lord, we're asking right now, according to your word, Lord, that you will not allow anybody to steal our anointing. We've given everybody opportunities to proofread our future. But in the name of Jesus on today, we say no more. We will now reconnect to the great I am. I am that I am is your name. Everything you need us to be, you are. Fill our cup, sweet Jesus. Remove every obstacle, sweet Jesus. Bring healing afresh, oh God. I pray, Lord, for relationships in here that you'll mend them in the name of Jesus. I pray, Lord, for marriages that, Lord, you'll retune them and fix them according to your will. I pray, Lord, for young people, young adults, and I ask, oh God, that in the name of Jesus in this school year that you'll bring some direction for them. And now, Lord, because we know that you're able, dependable, and assurable, we place our lives into your care. Return us back home, different from how we came. This, oh God, we pray in the wonderful, saving, Holy Ghost-filled name above every other name, Jesus, the risen Christ. Let the church say amen and amen again god bless you god bless you you may be seated